0: the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, success coach and multi-passionate creative. If your goal is to create a business and life from your passions, plural, this show is for you. Join me every week to learn the mindset shifts business strategies, and creative habits that empower you to fulfill your calling, master your mindset, and blast through the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and broke, so you can build a thriving business from your passions and enjoy more freedom and abundance in your life. Remember, the world needs all of your gifts, not just one. Hello, welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. My guest today is Stacey Brenner. A former teacher turned into success coach for women who know they are meant for more. I met Stacey at the beginning of 2021, when she was still teaching. We were in a group program together and it's been incredible to watch her transition from a safe teaching job to starting a coaching business and getting paying clients in just a few short months. What sets Stacey apart is a refusal to niche down. Instead, she blends all her passions, namely mindset, health, and high performance in all her programs to help women achieve their full potential in all areas of their lives. In this interview, Stacey talks about a transition from teaching to starting her own business, how she discovered what her something more was, and the mindset and habit shift that helped her change her life and go from stress and burnout to finding balance and thriving, both in business and life. Let's dive in. Hi, Stacey. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I know you have a very exciting story to share with us. So can you share a bit more about you, who you are, and how you came to do this work?
1: Sure. So my name is Stacey Brunner. I am from a very small town in Wisconsin, um, so pretty rural community. I I am 43 and I just resigned from teaching and I was a teacher for 20 years. So, um, a really big change in the last, I would say six months of my life. Yeah. So, uh, besides teaching, I have three kids, so a busy mom, um, and married happily. And yeah, so, I resigned from teaching in June. I started um, this coaching program in March. So it's been a really kind of whirlwind of the last six months, Um, kind of a quick turnaround from our transition from teaching to coaching. Um, I was really introduced to the coaching world through podcasts, actually. So it's kind of ironic that now I'm uh, here on this podcast today. And I just thought that coaching sounded very um, inspiring and just transformational to so many people. And I was at a point in my life where I knew that I still loved teaching, but there were a lot of other things that were starting to make me kind of question if I wanted to continue doing that for like the rest of my life. Right. So like I'm, kind of hit that midlife age and, and thought that maybe there was something else out there for me. That's kind of what I was feeling and I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, But when I was introduced to coaching, I thought, I think this is it. Like, I think I could serve like on a bigger level, um, bigger scale and really reach more people with, could make a bigger difference. Um, to other people's lives. So more meaningful. So I just did it. I joined a coaching program. I resigned from teaching. And um, here we are a few months later, I just officially launched my website in October. And it's November. So yeah, went all in.
0: Wow, that's amazing that everything you know, that you die done in such a short space or time. And also I want to stress how you kept following your intuition because even though you didn't know what you were meant to do, you kept following the signs and kind of waiting for the next step to appear, and then everything worked out for the best.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, there was definitely a lot of like unknowns when I, even when I decided to resign, but I knew that I kind of needed to create that space to move into the next chapter, the next level of my life. So uh, definitely it wasn't like completely planned out. um, But I did feel like I was moving in the right direction. And I definitely needed to just have a lot of trust in, in myself and, you know, in the power above that it would all work out. So
0: Yes, I think trust really is the key word here, because as much as we want to have everything planned out, even if we make the perfect plan, it's never going to turn out how we, we want to. And the most powerful thing that you can do is really trust the following that voice and starting with the step ahead of you and then that will lead to the next and i also know that you know lots of people are dreaming of transitioning from having a job to start their own business but there's also fear around it to lose that safe paycheck and the security and the comfort and what if you if i can't make this work so did you have and these fears and what advice would you give to other women were thinking of making this jump too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of fear, um, you know, and it wasn't just fear of like letting go of the comfort. It was also like fear of letting go of, that was my identity for so long. And I was um, afraid of like letting people down, letting students down, the community members down. So, Um, absolutely. There was, there was definitely fear there, but I also knew that in order to grow into that next level, I, I had to, to make that space. Um, and so kind of the, the courage that I had that I, I just had to keep telling myself is that like, I can always go back to teaching. Um, it's not like it needed to be a permanent decision. It just needed to be like a transition. Um, try something different, and if all else does fail, um, I can always go back to teaching. Like, I definitely had to like keep that in mind, um, but also commit to like giving myself this opportunity to. To do something different and to serve at a higher level and and see where it goes. So,
0: yes, I I think you know all these fears are so common, and then when you take action, realize that there really the, the worst scenario is where you are right now because nothing in life is final, and there are always options, and you can always go back. And you know, is there? Is there anything else that was stopping you from starting this business? I
1: think, I think the biggest thing, um, was the fear, but like you said, like just asking yourself, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And really the worst thing that can happen is like, I would just reapply for, you know, another teaching job. And that did not seem really too scary. Right. So, um, So, yeah, I think the fear was the biggest thing for me, Uh, maybe a little bit of like just confidence, um, which I think probably a lot of other people who are making a change might face as well. Like, can I do it? Was very comfortable uh, teaching and could do that, like, you know, had mastered that pretty much. But I think that the confidence comes from just trying new things and um, building your skill set. And once you get started, it's like the clarity starts to come, right? So if you if you wait for something to happen, you'll just always be waiting. Um, but once you once you get moving and take those first steps, it's like the clarity starts to come. You start to know what your next steps should be. Um, and you learn from the mistakes that you make as you move forward, too, right? So, yes. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you just have to get started. Really, that's all there is to it.
0: Oh, no, that's such an important point because we often see women just waiting to figure out. But until you get that feedback from the action that you take, you really don't know. And the longer you wait, the more, the longer you stay stuck. And also, when people switch careers, they sometimes there is like they feel like all that time all those years they put in and the money they invest because their certifications and their degrees is wasted Uh, but I believe that you know nothing's about wasted in life because you can always all the skills and experiences that you had previously are transferable they are assets and you know they can help you make a successful pivot and so I was curious to know if you can share how you use the previous experience in teaching in your your coaching business,
1: yeah, I think that's actually a really good point that you make, Georgia and um, I think all of my skills that I learned from teaching are going to transfer directly into my coaching business um, as well as you know my my previous like my hobbies and my passion. so I think it will all transfer directly into coaching um, and even my husband and I actually had this conversation too, because I, you know, had my teaching degree. I also got a master's degree in teaching. So there was a little bit of pushback from him initially when I was thinking of resigning from teaching. Um, but I told him the same thing. I said, I think the master's degree going through that actually really was the beginning stage of me, um, really kind of like growing into this space and and wanting to make this move because it was a master's degree in teaching with a focus on leadership. And I think all of those skills that I learned through that program um, are definitely going, aligning right to what I need to be doing right now. So use your past to empower your future, right? Not to let it stop you or hinder you. So for sure.
0: I love that. And I also want to touch on what you mentioned in passing that at first your husband was not exactly on board with you, which is something that is very common experience for women because our partners, our husband, our boyfriend, they want to protect us. They want to keep us safe and it can be scary when, you know, when, when your wife, when your woman goes to do something that could, you know, fail and she could get hurt. So how did you get your husband on board with your vision?
1: Um well I think that this transition, you know, even though I didn't really make the decision until March to join the coaching program um to kind of start working towards this. Um I think this transition has been happening over the the past maybe couple of years and um in the end I think he knew it was the right move and I think it was affecting like the stress level and I don't know if I want to say unhappiness, but like unsettled feeling that I had, I think was like pouring into how I was able to show up at home. Like I was really um, putting everything into my teaching career, and um, and all of the changes that were happening, especially with like COVID policies and stuff like that. And um, I just wasn't myself anymore. I was kind of like starting to lose. I think my identity a little bit and to lose my spark. And so I think that, um, I think he saw that happening too. Like I needed, I needed to create some kind of change. Um, yeah, just not only for myself, but how I could show up as, as a mom and a wife as well. So
0: that's amazing that you're asking recognize that and is supporting you analysis. now sometimes all it takes really is just a little patience and for them to actually see how much we want this how much we need to change and grow yeah uh, your programs are a blend of mindset health uh, high performance practices and The most common advice that we hear is that you should only pick one niche and go focus on the one till you get known and you can expand, but you just ignore that and you just blend it, all your passions into it. And I love it. So how did you come to that decision? Was it an easy one to make? Yeah,
1: so for me, I feel like the mindset, health and high performance, practices are like, in my mind, they blend so well together and you really cannot be successful in doing one without the other. I just see them so intertwined. And so that's just what resonated with me and what made sense. And so, um, and my programs really kind of use the combination of all of those components to really be able to, um, help women align to their higher purpose, to their higher self, and make that full transformation uh, with all three of those components, you know, because I think if you're focusing on just one thing, um, you really cannot make that true transformation, I think, without all of those components. So that's how I see it. So it just makes sense.
0: I agree with you. I I feel like if you have all these different passions, these different skills, especially when they blend so well together and you only use one because that's what you are told to do. You are doing this service, not just to yourself because you get bored, but also you're doing any service to your clients because they don't get all the tools and tips and services that could actually help them get results. So I, I really commend you for doing that.
1: Yeah, thank you, yeah. And there is, there's just a ton of overlap between those three components. Um, Anyway, but yeah, anybody who's looking to just make, even if you are focusing on making a health change, like I have some uh, health coaching clients that I work with right now, like we put so much um, mindset into that as well, and even the high performance habits. So I think that it just, it just works so well together. They just complement each other. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. And can you share with us a bit more about your program? So you're working with uh, who you're helping and what results you help people achieve? Sure. So my programs that I have
1: uh, right now, I work with clients both one-on-one. And I also have a, uh, my first group program is actually starting next week. And that's called oh. Redefine and Shine. And I'm launching it as a five-week program. So it's not like a super huge commitment for women who just kind of want to get introduced what you might experience. Um, so the focus really is kind of on self-care. You're going to re- learn how to recharge your uh, body, your mind, your spirit, increase your productivity, increase your energy, increase your clarity, uh, your courage, and necessity, like that feeling, that drive to, to want to create change. So, um, so you know, a lot of the, the mindset health and high performance is really kind of a, a way to help people create the changes or whether it's habits or behaviors um, that will help them up level their lives. My programs are for women, and I think that it would work well for women, anybody over 18, who's really just kind of looking for to raise themselves up to the next level and in a specific area of their life, or if they want a full transformation in one area. So um, either way, it, it will work well for any of those people. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did I answer your question? <laughs> Completely yes. I think I'm, I rambling a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's very really powerful because there are so many women out there that have that feeling of there must be something more out there, but I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get it. I don't know, I don't know if it's possible for me. And so to know that there is someone like you that can reach out to, that can help in different areas. And then, you know, when you up level one area, you up level everything else as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, you might just be looking for one specific area, but what will happen is you're going to see it impact, you know, every area of your life. So, um, I think you're right too. I think that there's just a lot of people out there right now who are just feeling, um, a little bit like, like they're either stuck or they're looking for something more, or they're maybe not completely happy. Um, And, and I think a lot of that has to do with like in our society, there's just, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of shame or judgment that I think women are, are dealing with and facing, um, and expectations to just really like to do everything and to be everything. Right. Like even at a young age, um, and if you're a mom, it's just, like to be the perfect mom, to be the perfect wife, to dress perfectly, to look perfectly, to, um, you know, prepare the perfect meals. Like there's just a lot, I think that ends up on women's plates today. Um, And I think to the point where a lot of women don't have time or don't maybe take the time to think about their needs first, you know, and then you get to a point of like, huh, what do I want? Or, you know, (laughs) what really do I desire? Like you forget to ask yourself or what do I need? Um, so yeah, this is for all of those women out there who are just like, maybe just need to take a step back and, um, really reconnect with themselves, you know, as well as like younger women who maybe are just graduating high school or college. So they can really start out on the right foot of like getting in touch with their intuition and their their core values and their core desires so that they can just create that perfect life from the get-go and not hit 40 like I did and be like, what is going on, right?
0: <laughs> I know the feeling as, as well. So, yeah, it is that yeah, the pressure these days is insane and it really is affecting younger and younger people and with uh, social media, as much as these tools are helpful, there's a total comparison and the pressure. We forget that uh, when we are trying to conform to that and be that perfect wife, the perfect mother, the perfect daughter, we end up burning out, and as we mentioned it before, we don't show up our best in our relationship as well. So you think that you are giving everything that you got, but you're giving from an empty cup, and, you, and the people around you are not really receiving the best of you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep, I think there's a lot of you know people just kind of feeling like they're getting through the day. um And that's just really sad, right? Like, and I know that's not our true purpose. That's not like why we're here. So, um, but I can resonate. Like I, I was there, I had those days where I felt like I was just trying to get through the day or just trying to get through the week. And then, you know, by the weekend I was just completely burnt out. And, um, and then it was time to like, get everything done at home. And so I thought, gosh, there just has to be a better way, right? Like this can't be what life is about. Like, so yeah, definitely taking a step back and and just reevaluating like, what do I really want my life to be like? It, it goes along with, um, you know, I think for a long time I got caught up too in the hustle culture and living that life of, of stress and um, lifestyle of stress and like just relying on, um, I guess being like super busy to like create that drive and that, that momentum to, to keep going and then going through that burnout cycle, then it would be stress and then burnout. And like, I knew that that was not how I wanted to continue. And I knew that I I couldn't continue that way forever. Right. So, um, you know, I was chasing after those short-term goals and achievements always just like looking for the next thing but what this transition really is is now I am looking at like the long-term goals and playing more like the long game instead of the short game and it feels a lot better so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes and it's, it's not just about achieving things Slow uh, achieving things quickly, but right? it's about really the process and how you get there. Because if you just keep going through the short and goals, but you don't enjoy the process, then what was it all for?
1: Right, right. You would get that, you know, achievement or you know, like I was a runner for a long time, so it was like, oh, okay, sign up for the next run before I was even done with that run. You know, you and then you're just kind of relying on those short-term goals and those short-term achievements to create your happiness. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's not completely fulfilling. You know that there's something more, there's something, something still missing. So taking that step back, um, thinking about like the feelings that I really want to have, um, we're not hustle in stress, right? Like who really wants to live a, a lifestyle of stress and hustle? And so um, it's kind of hard to get out of that cycle, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, once you're on that hamster wheel of in going like 100 miles an hour, it takes, it takes a little bit of time to transition out of that and to slow down and think about um, what you really want to feel each day.
0: You, you made a very important point there because when we are chasing this we're really chasing is the way we think they are going to make us feel and oftentimes you know you reach an important goal like whether it is a money milestone or a promotion or and just this doesn't feel as good as I thought it would yeah So how do you how do you want to feel now? And what are you doing every day to feel those feelings?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, now, how I really want to feel is I want to feel present and I want to feel joyful. And I want to feel, um, I guess, I, I want to have energy to keep going. And when you're stressed out and burnt out, you don't have that energy, you know, to show up and, and to be, um, to be present for your loved ones. And so those are kind of my core feelings that I want to have right now. And, um, I have implemented like meditation practices and affirmations, and have a pretty strict morning routine schedule and my bedtime routine schedule. And um, I do time blocking during my day so that I know, um, try to stay focused on the tasks that I know need to get done. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the, the main things that I've implemented to, to help me stay present and, and joyful.
0: So. Oh, that's so beautiful. And In the last three years, is there an habit or belief that has improved your life the most?
1: Yeah, I think um, it was making the decision to just take complete ownership over my life and being the one responsible for controlling my life. So basically letting go of like any victimhood mentality Um, and not thinking of it as like, um, you know, life happening to me, but what can I do to create the feelings that I want to have? What can I do to create the relationships that I want to have? What can I do to create the lifestyle that I want? And even if you can't take big steps right away, just starting small and implementing those small routines into your daily routine. Um, and, and having that consistency over time really helps create those bigger changes, you know, having gratitude and yeah, get rid of the, I can't statement and turn it into what can I do? What can I do? Um, so yeah, even if you cannot go all in on, you know, your big vision or your big dream right away, you, you can certainly start with some smaller steps to creating a better life.
0: That is so powerful because when we when we tell ourselves I can't, your brain just shuts down and that becomes your reality. when you ask your brain a question, then you start thinking about the answers and you will come up with something that you can try. To, and, and the answers sometimes like you said are just so simple. Even just being grateful or meditating or taking a step back. They seem small, but the benefits are huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's the consistent steps, the consistent action of just, you know, fitting it in every day, even if it's one minute of meditation every day or one minute of gratitude um, practice. And, and I think, you know, I like to wor- use the word practice instead of habits, because habits are something you do um, unconsciously. Right. And eventually it's great if you can like level up your habits so that your these good thinking things become your habits. But at first it really is a practice. You really have to consciously think about um, how you want, you know, how you want your habits to be or the person that you want to become. And then you have to consciously practice them every day so
0: yeah I love that like thinking about the person you want to become and start acting like that person every single day even just to, if it is one small thing at a time because of course we don't want to we don't want to overwhelm ourselves
1: yeah for sure Yeah. and I was just um, listening to a podcast the other day and it was uh, the author of Atomic Habits James Clear was on there. And um, one thing that really stuck out to me was he said um, every action that you take is a vote for becoming for the person who you want to be. So if you think about that, it's like every action that you take, you know, is kind of determining it's giving you an internal message of like the person that you want to become. So, yeah, if you really. Stop and think a little bit more about your actions um, and stop and think what would um, if your goal is to become super fit and healthy, like what would a fit person do? What would a healthy person do? And asking yourself that question before instead of just making the goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, Every action is a vote. that that really is an eye opener yeah right yes and you know a lot of the time people don't start because they are afraid of failing and failing is as a bit rare but really just feedback and is there a failure that set you up later for success
1: the biggest failure I kind of had was just really not truly understanding what success was. Like I was chasing achievements. I got kind of like wrapped up in the hustle culture and I was playing the short game. And so I think that um, doing that long enough to really almost put me into burnout mode um, was kind of a big awakening for me to step back and, and to really align my life with Kind of my true purpose and my true feelings and my true values, um, so that I am not living a life of, of just stress.
0: So yeah. Yeah. sometimes we need to have that experience so that we can turn things around and have that strength and the will to turn things around. And uh, as Montepaschi, passionate one of the things that we struggle with is the side which project to focus on, because even as a coach, there are so many things that you could be working on at, one, at any one time. So how do you decide what to do first in your business?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So um, especially if you're just starting out, that can be really difficult. Um, so for anybody just starting, I think, you know, just kind of making a list of all the things that you could potentially do Um with your expertise and your um, skills and your knowledge and your passion, and then just choose one that sounds like the most fun and exciting and something that you could implement rather quickly um, and and rather easily. So start with start with the the thing that's going to be the quickest and the easiest and the most exciting to implement. And then as you start to build your business and see, you know what has the, the best ROI, um, then just kind of focus on like three main things. Um, that has the ROI. And you can kind of add some stretch goals in and you know, think about who, who else is really successful in the industry. And you can have some stretch goals in there um, about what you want skills that you might need to start building and how you could start building those skills to get you where you want to be, you know, in the next six months or something like that. But yeah, just being able to kind of narrow it down and focus on like your core three things. Um, and then maybe like add a stretch goal in every month or every week, um, depending on how long it takes you to build those skills.
0: I love that. I love the fact that you said to focus both on what's easy and quick, but also on what's fun and exciting because I think that's the missing piece for a lot of us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be starting something new and, and it feels heavy and hard and, um, you know, and stressful because that's what we're trying to move away from. So, yeah, think of how you can have fun with with your business and your and your
0: passion. Yeah, absolutely. If your business isn't fun, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What is one way the multi passionate can start building a business and life around their passions?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, just doing a lot of brainstorming and coming up, like nothing is really off limits. Go ahead and dream and do brainstorming of what you could do with with your skills and your passions or even collaborating with somebody um, and, and really just use your intuition of what feels right. Um, nothing is off limits, right? And we have, we're like at a point in, in our world and with technology that, you know, the sky is the limit. So yeah, dream big um, and, you know think of what skills you might need to develop and have confidence that you, you can do it. You know, anything you set your mind, your mind to, you can do, um, and just get started. So it might mean that, you know, if you're in a current job, like it might not be like, quit your job and start something brand new right away. But I know like for me, I was, I had started a coaching program and I was, I was building some skills, last year alongside of teaching so it might take a, a year or two to transition um out of a current job into a new a new job and that's okay so
0: yes this this thing's take time but that's totally possible and the love I you say that nothing is of limits because i feel like most of the time we are the ones that we disqualify ourselves because we think that our ideas are not good enough or they are too big or they are impossible, but we disguise the even when you have the confidence and the drive and intuition, intuition, really there, there are no limits.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it goes back to like, um, take out that ex- the saying I can't because like, because that might come up as you're brainstorming some ideas, Oh, but I can't do this because, and turn it into well, what can I do or how can I do this? So let your desire be bigger than your fear. And that has to come with excitement um, in what you want to do. So, and just also know that you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, You just have to have kind of an idea and just start and then things will work themselves out and your path might change slightly, um, and that's okay. So just as long as you're moving, right, and not being stuck.
0: Yes, yes, I love that. When you follow your intuition and use a permission, again, to, to think big and ask your brain questions, then that's when you get unstuck and things finally start happening. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? I guess
1: for anybody who is listening and, um, is not familiar with high performance habits. Cause I think that there's a little confusion around that. And a lot of people think that, um, maybe they have to do with just like athletes because I'm kind of a, a fitness into the fitness field, but, um, high performance habits are really beneficial for anybody and anything you want to do, even if you're like a stay at home mom or working anywhere so they can apply to anybody and it's just ways to increase your energy and your clarity your productivity your courage um which really plays along with confidence your influence and your necessity or like the your drive so
0: yeah i couldn't agree more with that and where can people find you if they want to know more about a performance habit or just work with you
1: yeah, so my website is just www.staceybrenner.com. And Stacy is spelled with an ie at the end. So it's kind of an irregular spelling there. And then my email is Stacy Brenner at Stacybrenner.com.
0: Great. And of course we're gonna add all these in the show notes. So you can always go there and you know, click on the click on those links to find you. And thank you so much for being here. This has been so inspiring. I know the people are going to get so much value from it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And to everyone at home, thank you for listening. I hope this interview has inspired you and made you less afraid to take that jump from your safe job to starting your own business. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave a rating and a review. It really helps the podcast get found by other multi-passionates who need to hear this message too. As always, head over to the Tragics the Internet to find the links and resources to everything we mentioned in this episode. And with that, I'm signing off. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time. Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, The fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore, and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do, and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe... Deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know deep down that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a feat, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location, and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These 101 calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today.